welcome to another inspirational teaching from the Gate Church. Good morning, church. Well, you can do better. I got a congregation in Elgin. There's 30 of us on a Sunday morning, and they can do better than you just gave me. So come on. Good morning, church. That's more like it. How are you this morning? Are you good? Are you great? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be with you this morning. I, I, I always get excited. I always get, let's go, let's preach, let's go, let's, let's do this thing. Always. And uh, we're hanging out with Gordon and Fiona on Thursday, I think it was, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. And, uh, and he said, they, they said to me, oh, who's preaching in Elgin when you're, when you're not there? And I said, our pastor, he'll be taking a service and Oh, but you're preaching here on Sunday, aren't you? And, uh, and I, I kind of looked at them with a fairly blank expression on my face um, and then realized that they were kind of joking, kind of being serious. And about five minutes later, they said, no, no, it's, it's yours if you want it. If you want to preach, come and preach. And uh, only if you've got a word. And in the moment, I'm like, I got a word I'm going to share with you this morning. And I'm super excited to be here. Uh, there's been a few things happened since we were last here. So, Kirsty and I are now the associate pastors of a little church called River Church Elgin. Um, we're serving that position. We're transitioning into, into the senior pastor role at some point next year. We will take over the church. And God is good. He's doing some incredible things in our midst up in Elgin. Last Sunday, for the first time in a Sunday morning service in five years, we had four people respond to the gospel, three of whom had just come in the doors that Sunday morning. I'm excited. Can, can, can you tell? Who can tell? Shove a hand in the air if you can tell. I'm excited. See, God is on the move. Amen. He's on the move big time. If he can do it in Elgin up the road, he can do it here. I text Mo last Sunday. was like, bro, this is incredible. He was like, he sent back a tear emoji, like a crying, like weeping emoji. <clears throat> and when I spoke to him later on, he was like, we had an incredible Sunday here last week too. God is on the move. God is on the move. He's, he's, he's building his church. See, Matthew 16 said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See, Jesus says, I will build. What does it mean? It means he will build. Has he ever let you down? Has he ever failed you? Has he ever not done something he said he was going to do? I don't think so. And, and if he has, then it's, it's maybe not the right Jesus that you're talking to. He's faithful. He's always been faithful. He, he's never failed. He won't start failing right now. You see, he's, he's God. He's incredible. He is good. Amen? I'm excited. I'm, I'm preaching this morning. I, I get a little on edge. I get a little anxious. I get a little like, like a little child just before Christmas. God is good all the time. He's good, eh? Isn't he good? So I, I want to talk to you this morning about connection. I want to talk to you on the topic of connection. And I want you to stay with me. I want you to connect with me this morning in connection. As I share with you, see, this is something that we've been looking at up in Elgin that, that actually God is saying, hey, I want you to connect. I want you to connect with me. I want you, I want you you're my children. I want you to connect with me. And, and when we connect with him, I'll show you, I'll take you through some scripture. And when, when we connect with God and we connect with each other, some incredible stuff happens. Some incredible 
mind-blowing, faith-building stuff happens. So I want to take you through it. Does this sound good? Are you connected? Are you still awake? awake? If I put you to sleep already, then we're in trouble this morning. Are you still awake? Good. Okay, great. If you've got a Bible, turn with me, Acts chapter 2. And it's the very end of Acts chapter 2. I want to give you a little, a little preview before we get there. See, the Acts chapter 2, what we see happening in Acts chapter 2, we see this thing called Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit comes and he comes on men and they, they start speaking in funny languages and they start doing crazy stuff and there's fire on their heads and there's all sorts of crazy weird things happening. And the Holy Spirit comes. And, and there's believers and there's people who believe because they've seen the thing that God has done and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And they, they see these guys and hear these guys speaking their own native languages and they go, what is going on here? They're talking our language, but they don't know our language. What's happening? It's the Holy Spirit. And they start giving their lives to the Lord. And all the way through Acts chapter 2, we see, we see time on time on time, we see people giving their lives to the Lord. We see people getting baptized. We see people giving their lives to the Lord. See, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. There's people giving their lives to the Lord left, right, and center through Acts chapter 2. And we, I'm going to pick up in verse 42. It will come up on the screen if you don't have a Bible with you. It says this. It says, as uh, all the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship and to sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper, and then to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all of the, I don't know what the next verse is, all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great delight and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Whoa. I want to unpack it a little. I want to try and unpack it. There's probably so much in there that I won't be able to unpack it all for you, but, but, but I want to try and unpack a couple of things. See, the, the, it says here in, in verse 42 that they, they gathered together and they listened to the teachings of the apostles. What were the teachings of the apostles? See, I'm an engineer. For those of you who don't know me, I'm an engineer, so when I don't understand something, I just ask questions. So I ask things like, why does the Bible say that they listened and devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings? Why, is it, why does it even mention it? What's the point in mentioning it? What is it? What, what were the teachings? What were they telling them? What were the apostles teaching in, second, in the second chapter of Acts at that point in time? What was it that they were teaching? And, and as I'm thinking about it and looking at it, I, I, I begin to get this real sense, this real, like, punch a hole right through the middle of you, Holy Spirit, little nudge, <laughs> that says that the, the teachings of the apostles were the stories of Jesus. They, they were the, the, it was the early church, they, all they had to go on was the old, old Septuagint and the, the old stories that were passed down. And the things of Jesus. See, I, I have this great picture in my mind 
of, of the disciples gathered around and the, the apostles gathered around a table having some food together because it's always good when there's food in a room. That wasn't a deliberate rhyme, but it's always good when there's food. I like it. There's always good, it's always good when there's food in the room. And, and so the, the disciples and the apostles are sitting around this table having food together. And there's other people, they welcome in and they invite other people and people here, hey, there's some free food over there, you know, let's go, let's go get some pizza. I remember back in the day, acoustic cafes, hey, there's tons of free food and everybody would come for free food. And so we've got this same thing. And, and, and the apostles are sitting and they're munching dinner and they've got chicken wings in their mouth or something else, I don't know, but they're, they're like munching a chicken wing and he's got, they've got mouths full and they're like, do you, do you remember that time? Hey, do you remember that time? And I, I think the conversation was probably pretty relaxed to begin with, pretty chilled, pretty low key. Hey, do, do you remember that time when, when, when Jesus came? Do you remember that time when, when G, we were walking through the town and, and there was this crowd gathered around because Jesus was there? And, and, and this woman comes up behind him and touches the hem of his garment and, and Jesus is like, who touched me? We're like, Lord, come on. Are you stupid? There's so many people here. Could have been any of them. And, oh, hey, do you remember that time we were, we were out on a boat and we had been out all night fishing? We haven't caught a single thing. We come back into shore and we're all dejected and Jesus goes, you need to go back out. You're doing it in the wrong place. You've missed the spot. And we're like, Jesus, you're, you're crazy. What do you, what, you're a carpenter. You don't know how to fish. What are you talking about? And, and so, and, and remember, we went back out and we went to the spot that he told us to go to. And and the, the, the nets were so full of fish that, that actually we, couldn't, we could barely bring the boat back into the shore because there were so many. Hey, hey do you remember that time where, where that Roman centurion came? And, and he was like, hey, I know who you are. I know that you're God. I know that you're incredible. My daughter and my, my folk are sick. Can you, can you do something? I know how it works. You don't even need to come to my house. And Jesus was like, I've never seen faith like this. Do you, do you remember that time where there was a man named Lazarus? I love this story. There's a man named Lazarus. He dies. He dies. He's dead. He's gone. He's buried literally in a tomb. Do you remember the time where Jesus, somebody came and said, hey, Jesus, Lazarus is dead. Your dear friend, he's gone. It's been three days. And Jesus goes, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming for, hey, Lazarus, no, no, no. Lazarus, you come out of that tomb right now, and it smelled beautiful like Lynx Africa, not like death. It's where the beginning of Lynx Africa was, in the tomb of Lazarus. I'm determined that it's true. But, but do you remember that time? Do you remember the time where Jesus did this? Hey, do you remember the time where Jesus did that? Do you remember the time where you all prayed for me? Literally and, 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 and real. You all prayed for me when I was 21 years old because I was in hospital with liver failure. I was nearly dead. Do you, anybody remember? Uh, right? And, and, and Luke, hello. Right? The, the doctors are like, oh, this is touch and go. We don't know what's happening. Uh, my mum my got on a bus and took a four-hour bus journey. That's when you know that you're sick because my mum doesn't do buses. 
but she came up because the, the hospital was so concerned. But, but you know what? You prayed. Do you remember that time? And, and Luke, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm well. I'm more than well. Right? Do, do you remember that time? Do you remember that time where Kath came and she shared a testimony of how she had been for an operation and her back is completely fine? And not only that, but God used the opportunity to outreach and pour out his love to somebody else and to other people in the world. Do you remember that time? Do you remember the time, Mo, when we went down the street in Dundee after ignition because we decided that we needed to go out in the streets and there was this guy walking down the other side of the road. He came over the road and went, can I get some cash? don't really have any cash. And Mo goes, hey, can we, can we pray for you? It's better than money anyway. And what ensued was a, was a worship session in the middle of the Perth Road in Dundee. This guy speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit just smashed him. And, he, and he, he, was, he was there. He was set free from his drug addiction. And he was away. And he kept coming back. Do you remember that time? Do you remember the time? Do you remember the time where God did some stuff in your life? Do you remember the time when he saved your life? Do you remember a time where you were going to hell, where you were on that path, and he went, you know what, that's not what I want for you. Here's my love. I love you. And, and, and he saved your life. Do you, do you remember it? And I believe that this is the conversation that's happening around the dinner table with the apostles in the early days. And, and see, here's the thing, that when we have these conversations when we connect with one another and we connect with God, then what happens is our faith is built. Our faith is built. I, I, I'm, I'm like, whoa. I remember, I was driving to, literally driving here this morning and remembered that story about the guy on the Perth Road. And I'm like, my faith is built by talking about the things of Jesus and by hearing the things of Jesus. See, we have to connect with God first before we can experience them. That makes sense, right? So we have to actually say, hey, God, I'm going to connect with you before we can see all the other crazy, amazing, incredible, wonderful, awesome stuff happen. We've got to connect with God, but then we've got to connect with one another. We've got to tell each other stories. See, later in the passage, it says this in verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them. A deep sense of awe came over them. And what? They performed many miraculous signs and wonders. I had a word on Friday night when I was sitting with the word that I was sharing this morning in my head and in my heart, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, it's a pouring out of my spirit moment. It's a miracles moment. It's a miraculous signs and wonders moment this morning. I really believe it. And if none of you believe it, then that's okay, because I got faith that's bigger than a mustard seed right now. See, when we, when we talk about the things of Jesus, then our faith is built up, and the Bible clearly says that when we have faith that's bigger than or the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain that's in front of you, move, and the mountain will move. So we need to connect. Uh, our, faith, our faith needs built up. We, we need to be sharpened by one another. Iron sharpens iron and all that. Yeah? When we connect, there's something more than just sitting in a room with people who maybe have the same hobbies and interests as you, who like the same music as you, but, but actually there's more than that. There's way, way, way more than that. There's a faith stirring up and a faith building up that's happening in the church, and I believe the church in this nation is about to be revived. I believe that the church in this nation is about to be built more than we've ever seen it built before. What does it look like? I don't know. 
But what I know is that if we connect with God and we connect with one another in the love of God, then things will happen in our midst. Miracles, it says, a deep sense of awe came over them and they performed miracles, signs, and wonders. Something happens when we connect with one another in the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Is it okay? Good. Are you thinking? Is it challenging? A deep sense of awe came over them. What's the next verse, please? Believers met together. They got together daily. They spent more time with one another. I love how in this passage it mentions food literally four or five times. There's a reason for it. You know, we, we laugh and we think it's cool and funny, but actually, hey, it's biblical, so we've got to do it, right? So if it means, hey, come over for dinner tonight, then great, go for dinner because there's free food, but then talk about the things of Jesus. See, 2 Timothy says that do not, do not fill your mouth with godless chatter, for it leads down a road that you don't want to go down. Don't, don't fill your mouth with godless chatter. Instead, fill it with God-like chatter, with righteous chatter, with godly talk and godly thoughts. Do it. Get, get to know Him. Get to, get, get to know who Jesus is. We're in a day and an age where people know so much about Jesus. We know so much about other people in our lives and round about us, those sitting next to us, we know so much about them, but we don't necessarily know them. We need to connect with one another. See, as we connect with who God is, then what happens, and I love this, I'm, I'm, I'm a natural human being, I promise, all right, every single bit of me, even my beard, it's not fake, it's real, but I'm, but I'm a natural being. And see, see, when you spend time knowing someone and get spend time in their company and connecting with them, you become so much more like them. Do you agree? My wife says to me all the time, all right, Charles, when I say something, that's my dad's name. Because I'll say something and I'll sound like my dad. Why? Because I connect so well with my dad that I sound like him sometimes. And I give hand gestures like this all the time that are like what my dad would do when he's preaching. He would be really proud if he was here this morning. But we become like the people we connect with. That's a positive or a negative. See, because if we, if we connect with the wrong people and we connect with things that aren't of God, then we, we go down that path of ungodliness. We go down a path of destruction. We go down a path of despair. But see, when we connect with the people who are godly people and we connect with God himself, then it only leads to us becoming more like him. I'm natural. I'm natural. I don't even dye my hair. I'm going gray, 27 years old, really gray. Kirsty keeps saying, diet, I'm not dying, I'm natural. <laughs> but, but the thing is, when we spend time with God, what happens is God in his being is supernatural. He's supernatural. See, so when we spend time with him, we go from being natural to, to putting on a cloak that says supernatural. 
See, I, want, I, I, I don't know if you're getting it, right? I, I want you to connect with them this morning. I want you to connect with one another this morning. Why? Because if we do it, we become more like God. And when we become more like God, His love is revealed to the world. See, Jesus came. He came for one real purpose, was, was to reveal the love of the Father to the earth. Amen? Do you agree? He came to reveal the love of the Father. I have no idea what I would have said if somebody had shouted no. But he came to reveal the love of the Father to the earth. Our call as people, as Christians, we're little Christs, is to reveal the nature of Jesus to this world. And as we reveal the nature of Jesus to the world, they grab hold of and they see and they come under the influence of the love of Heavenly Father. We've got to connect with one another. It's more than a cup of coffee. See, there are connections in this room, even just looking about the place and knowing some of you who sit here. There are connections in this room that go beyond this room. They go beyond Dundee. They go beyond Scotland. They actually are global connections in this room. See, your connections here today have a global impact. They potentially change things on a global scale. If only you would have the faith to believe it. You gotta connect, guys. You gotta you got to get together. You gotta to talk the things of Jesus so we can see our world changed, so we can see things move and shift, and we can say, hey, mountain, get out of my way. I want nothing to do with you. You don't need to be there. Just move. Make my life easier. Give me a shortcut. Give me my healing. They met in one place. They got together all the time, daily. Daily, 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 they got together. They worshiped and they prayed daily. How do you connect with Jesus? You say, hey, Lord, I I want you to come into my life. I want, you to, I, want you to, uh, I want you to come and change me from the inside out. I want you to come and show me the right way. And then what you do is you, you get a Bible and daily you pick it up. Daily you, you open the page and read the history of love. I love that lyric and that song we sang today. You read the, you read the Bible and, and you pray. And you pray, you pick up a direct line that's got God's name on it. It's, it's uninterruptible. Nobody can hack in. Nobody can do anything with it. It's, it's you and God. And, and there's a connection that takes place and you become more like Him. You've got to connect with Him. You've got to connect with each other because as we connect with each other, we bring out the best in each other for His glory and for His kingdom. And the signs and wonders, I, I believe it's an outpouring day. I really do feel like T.D. Jakes. <sighs> a little whiter, but anyway. Um, I feel like it's an outpouring day today. I have a real, see, when you know, you know, you know, right? When you know and you're knower. I've got a real sense that today is a day of miracles, signs, and wonders because of a connection in this house with Father God. Uh, I just, I, I wanna, we want to minister. Can we, can we get the band back up? We're going to do some ministry. I, I, feel like, I feel like we need to do some... Does this make sense, what I've said? I, I feel like we need to do some connection. 
I feel like we need to, um, we need to minister to people. If there's guys that will come and minister, Gordon, that would be amazing. Um, but, but, but for the miraculous things of God, his nature is super, supernatural God. I, I, I'm expecting it today. I'm expecting to hear stories and to hear testimony we overcome. See, we, we overcome. We overcome by, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Your faith needs built. And when we do it, the great thing is the end of Acts, the very last verse in Acts chapter 2, it says, and with this, daily God added to their number those being saved. He added to their number daily those who were being saved. I don't know about you. We're not even here. I want to see that happen in Dundee. I want to I I see it happen. I want to come back to, to Dundee again in some little period of time and see a completely different church in front of me. I want to see people who are coming in through the doors all the time. I want to speak to Gordon and Fiona on the phone and get these incredible testimonies of what's happening in the church as we connect with God, as we connect with one another for His glory. Are you with me? I want to give you an opportunity to connect with Jesus. If you've never connected with Him, He is the best thing that ever happened to this world. His name is Jesus, and He came so that He could go to a cross, that He would go through a brutal death. He would be beaten and He would be whipped unrecognizable so that you could be put into right standing with God. I love that when He came back to life, he was resurrected and he, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, one of inheritance. See, Jesus came so that you could inherit the love of God, so you could inherit the things of God. If there's sin in your life, that's anything that's not of God. If it's, if it's ungodly, if it's rubbish, if it's telling lies, if it's doing other stuff that's a little more serious, if it's criminal acts, if it's addictions to substances that aren't Jesus, you need to connect with him this morning. He's the best thing. The Bible says that if we would declare with our tongue and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And so I want to give you a little opportunity just now that we're going we're gonna to go heads bowed and eyes closed across the room. Nobody's looking. Nobody's looking. And I want you just to say a prayer really short after me. I'll give you a line. You say it back. Father God. I thank you that you love me and I want to accept you in my life today from this day on. I want to see what you have planned for me. And Holy Spirit, I welcome you in. I want to connect with you. I need to connect with you. And I want to know who you are, not just about you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed just for a little second longer. And if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or you've actually decided that you want to reconnect with God, then I want you to just be really brave and do one thing. I'm the only one looking. I want you to quickly pop a hand up in the air just so I can see, so that we can connect with you, so that we can make sure that you're pulled in and you're, you're caught. Thank you very much. And then pop your hand back down. Thank you. Hey, guys, there's, there's hands all over the room. 
Just pop your hand back down once you're done. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But Father, we love you. God, we're so pleased that we get to connect with you this morning in a way that's beyond our expectations, it's beyond our thoughts and our imagination that we get to connect with you. And Lord, we're so excited about what you're going to do. We can't wait. We're expecting. We want to see signs and miracles in this place today. Would you come and move, Holy Spirit? In Jesus' name. I want to invite you, if you've got any uh, physical need, if you need healing, then I want, you to, I want to invite you forward. If you've got emotional healing, if you've got anything that you need, if you have a need from God, I want you to just come forward. Be really bold. You can bring somebody with you if it makes you feel more comfortable. I want you to come forward. And there's going to be people who will come and pray for you and with you about your need. I believe that God's going to move in this place this morning. I believe he's on the move already. But as you come, you're boldly responding to his words. This is the end of your teaching for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. 